Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Oster Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? Well, right now, I cannot get this spit screen that you have over the microphone. Wind screen. To... It's for your plosives. Is that what it is? Yes. It's called a wind screen. Yes. I thought it was a spit screen nah. that you put up there two years ago because of COVID. Nah. That's a spit. No, it's a. It's a. In fact, we used to have really big ones in right. the earlier episodes. Shout out the early episodes. Hey, y'all should go check out. You actually don't. Don't check out the early episodes. Do check out the early but episodes. But if you want to see a show grow in real time. Like, look at 10, 20, 60, 100, 140, 200. Keep going. 240, 280. Damn, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, we're going to hit we're gonna hit the 300, the 300 mark. mark. Yes. And then we can celebrate. But the early episodes had a big old spit screen, mm-hmm. which you call a... Wind screen. Because it's supposed to take out my... Plosives. Plosives. Yeah, plosives. Yeah, that's a thing. That sounds like something that I would have incorrect with my gi tract i have to go to the doctor ibs because of my plosives you do have ibs sometimes when you, after you go to wing house and shit yeah that most people do Those we, wings we, we all have yo i ain't eating that shit no more man those drumsticks are so bloated i'm like this can't be a natural drumstick this shit is bigger than my fist what were you talking about the wing house wings i said i can't eat the wings there anymore because they're like not Oh, I've not been to Wing House in ages. Yeah. What did we go? In what, ages. One of those wing places we went to. Okay. Yeah, I tried to get my son to go to Hooters with me. Uh, I So I love Hooters wings. I am that weird person, right? That, you like the way oh, they taste? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course you like the wings. I'm like, no, legitimately, I love Hooters wings. I have purchased the Hooters wing sauce on my really? own. Really? Good for you. And used as a dipping sauce okay. at, at my house. So, yes, I do love, and I love, I love breaded wings. Like, when I go to Publix... They always have hot and spicy wings, but they never have hot and spicy and breaded. You have to pre-order those. That's a hack, by the way. So you have to call ahead, and you can have them breaded no, hot and spicy no wings. No shit. Publix hack. Publix hack. We told you this show is not just for LOs. Now, those wings will create some plosives. Yeah. Yes. It'll run through you. But it is well Earned, not earned, uh, well worth it. Well worth it. It is well worth it. Word. Yes, the flavor explosion in your mouth. Whoa. And then the plosive explosion later on. Dad, I don't know where the hell to take that. Where are we going with this, John? Shout out to our sponsors for this episode, Big Man Movers. Ha! (laughs) By the way, Big Man Movers is not a sponsor. I don't even know if Big Man Movers is even in business. Right? Funny story about this bottle of wine that JC has on the table as the centerpiece. Vintage Malbec. For those of y'all that are tuned in on YouTube, Um, a buddy of mine, Wesley Ridgewell is his name. Shout out Wesley. Don't know where he is these days, but he was a realtor when I was a loan officer. Mm. And then he started like dabbling in uh, becoming a moving company. Okay. And here's the best part I loved about the hustle of a young entrepreneur. He was marketing himself as a mover. It was he and two buddies, but he didn't own a truck. So when he would get a moving uh, like the job, yeah. he would then have to go rent a truck from like Hertz or one of the other big <laughs> rental companies until eventually he built up a clientele okay. base and eventually he had what it took 
to go and actually buy a truck. And now that company has turned into two men in a truck. I'm, no, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But I think it's funny that this was a, a Christmas gift mm-hmm. that he had made probably well over a decade ago. So that wine probably does not taste good that's in there. To be a perfect gift for somebody you don't like. Possibly. Oh, it'd be really cool for one of those white elephant exchanges. I'll drink it. But now I just keep it because I think it's a really cool bottle that 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 he had his big man mover um, logo etched on the side. It looks legit. Hopefully that wasn't a business expense that forced him out of the business. Anyway, today's topic, Dustin. So today's topic I'm excited about. I know you're probably like, oh, my God, I gouge hate, my eyeballs out. I hate out. the B word. You hate the B word. Yeah. Budgeting. We're not talking about budgeting, John. Kind of. No, we're not. Well, you got a budget for, like, retirement, don't you? I mean, in mm. a way, sure. But, no, we are going to talk about retirement savings. So, guess what? Tune us out. This is going to be terrible. This is going <laughs> to suck. You're not going to like this. <laughs> Tune it out. No one wants to talk about, you know, being able to not work, being able to continue your same exact lifestyle, mm-hmm. having money in an account that has a crooked number with a couple commas. Mm. But who wants to talk about becoming a millionaire? No, we don't want to talk about that, do we? No. That's boring as shit. Especially from two dudes who literally, one dude smokes weed and plays video games all, all day. That's by choice. And one guy... Kind of helps run a mortgage company. Yet they're going to come on and they're going to talk to us about 401ks, Roth IRAs, and Mm -hmm. IRAs. Well, I can tell you my secret hack before you even get started about how you can retire and live a fruitful life. Don't have children. If you don't have children, you won't have to worry about your legacy. If you don't worry about your legacy, you won't worry about life savings. If you don't worry about life savings, you can live like Peter Pan almost. And forever? You can't live forever because at one point your heart, your lungs are going to give out on you. Right. Your brain will will quit functioning. They'll donate it. They'll donate to science. But yes, John, your solution of not having children definitely increases the odds of someone's ability to retire. Right. At a young age with good knees. But you still need money. Oh, that thing. Right. Even if you own your house outright. Right. Taxes ain't free. Correct. Property taxes, electricity. Well, my bills, I could keep a brisk $94 a month. Yeah, that's gross, by the way. You were telling me offline how you keep your AC at 82 degrees. It's been a three-year, it's been like a five-year kind of like every year bump up the AC. Are you 80? Like, how old are you? No, I I am an old man, though, yes. You must just sit around in your boxers and a t-shirt. Yep, all day. As soon as I... sweat. No, uh, sometimes I wake up and it's hot. Do you sleep with no covers? No, I sleep with covers. Legit covers. Flannel covers. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, let's get back on today's episode. Yes. Today's episode, because I like the fact that it's not being taught by financial advisors. Real people. Because they're boring. Most financial advisors are boring, and they have all these various um, stipulations on what you can and can't talk about. And we have to have this disclaimer and that disclaimer. Here's going to be our disclaimer. Guys and girls, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, all of that good jazz. We are not financial advisors. This is the world, according to us, based on things that we've experienced and or practice ourselves. Mm -hmm. And for many of y'all, this will be the first time that you've heard a conversation like this. And if we can change your stance on saving for retirement by just a couple of degrees, we'll get you pointed that much 
closer mm-hmm. to the right direction. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yes. I'm going to ask you this first, John. What do you know as a 401k? Like, how would you describe a 401k to somebody? It's free money that your employer gives to you, like on a match based on how well they perform that year. Okay. So I'm going to take that and yeah. we'll work with it. Yeah. All right. So first and foremost, it is a company-sponsored retirement plan. So by company-sponsored, you cannot go out and just open a 401k. You have to go work for a company that provides a 401k. Mm. By the way, not every company provides a 401k. So when younger people are negotiating where they're going to work, which company they're going to choose, sometimes as a part of the benefits package, they should ask, do you offer a 401k? Then the next question is, what that match look like? Do you have a match? Because if they offered a 401k, it doesn't mean that there's going to be a match. Mm-hmm. So the match typically is either 50 cents on the dollar or dollar for dollar mm-hmm. up to a certain percent. So a standard would be, John, I'm going to match 50 cents on the dollar for everything that you put in up to 6%. Right? So you're like, yep, I make 60 grand a year. I put in 6%. 6% of 60 grand is... at which point your company is going to sponsor half of that, Mm -hmm. which is $1,800, right? Half of 36 is 18. Mm -hmm. So John, if you are willing to save $3,600 a year, we will match that 36 by putting $1,800 into that same account, which means you just made 50% on your money. That's pretty freaking amazing. Something to know about 401ks in general, though, is they have what's called a vesting schedule. And these are all generalities and typical. A vesting schedule means, John, your money is your money. It is always your money. But the company match, they may need to see you be a dedicated associate for a certain period mm-hmm. of time. Three month, three years, five years are typically the two most normal. So they may say, hey, John, I'm going to match you 50 cents on the dollar, but... That money, you only have access to 20% in year one, 40% in year two, 30% in year three, until you get to year five when you're 100% vested would be the Mm -hmm. the word. Again, your money is your money. If you leave, that money is still yours. But if you leave that money we matched, that ain't Mm -hmm. yours. Maybe a portion of it is or none of it is. So what I love about 401ks, it's forced savings. Like we've done plenty of TikTok reels and Instagram reels (laughs) Where we're like, hey, here's a hack. Mm-hmm. Number one hack to generating wealth is pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. So how awesome is it that if you are going to earn $5,000 that month, that you go ahead and have $300 taken off the top before you ever see it? Just like something else is taken off the top. My hair? Mm, yes, genetically. <laughs> and sometimes when your wife gets hold of the clippers. <laughs> yeah. But no, taking off the top would be your taxes. Right. Income taxes are taken out of most people's paycheck. How about your health benefits? That also is taken out. And if you're Nick Cannon and you have 12 children, shout out Nick Cannon, then child support would also probably be taken and taken off. Yeah. Right. But if you don't have children like John Coleman, you don't have to worry about child support. Yeah. So I love a 401k because it's a four savings. And I really love it because that money, just like your taxes that you pay, income taxes and your health benefits, it's taken off what we call pre-tax. 
So it lowers your taxable income. I just figured that out. I, when you said that the other day, I overheard you say that, and it just clicked for me what that means. What pre? Yeah. yeah so like, like if, yeah. if you made five thousand, but one thousand was taken away between your income taxes, your health benefits, and your four hundred one k, then you're not being taxed on five thousand. You're being taxed on the difference between five minus one, which is four. So now you're being taxed on four thousand yeah. dollars. Now, what I also love about four hundred one k's is that money grows without you having to pay taxes on it, right? You're not you're not paying taxes on that money while it grows. You won't pay taxes on the money until you withdraw it. Mm. Now, you can't withdraw it until you're 59 and a half currently. What happens if I do? Can you withdraw it before you turn 50? You know I mean? With penalty. Severe penalty? Um, usually the penalty is like somewhere around 10% plus you have to pay the taxes on, on anything the money has earned. Oh, okay. So you'll, you'll have a taxable event happen and you'll have to pay a penalty the penalty is typically 10%. Now, many 401ks will allow you to borrow against it ah. for things like a home purchase. You don't say. Yeah, okay. for things like a home purchase and also sometimes during uh, life events, world worldly pandemics. Oh, right. You could also borrow okay. against it for bill pay because maybe you were furloughed. Okay. But that's going to vary from 401k provider to 401k provider. And not every 401k provider is going to allow you to just borrow against it willy-nilly okay, or to access the money. Sometimes they'll say, yeah, you can access this money when you quit your damn job or get fired. Mm. Now, let's say you quit your job or you get fired. You may be thinking, what happens to the 401k money? What happens to the 401k money? More than likely, you're going to roll it into your next company's 401k or you're going to roll it into an IRA. Let's talk about IRAs. What is an IRA? Do you know what an IRA is, John? An individual retirement account. IRA stands for individual retirement account. And there's two different types. There's a traditional IRA and there's also a Roth IRA. Roth. Now, IRAs would be fantastic for people who work for themselves, mm. at which point you might not have a 401k. Right? You may have a SEP, you may have a Roth, you may have a traditional IRA, but you don't necessarily have a 401k because maybe your company's just not large enough mm -hmm. to roll out a 401k. Or maybe you work for an employer who doesn't offer a 401k or you work for an employer who doesn't match a 401k. Before we totally get off of 401ks, if I didn't state this loudly and clearly enough, let me do it. If you work for an employer who matches the 401k, you damn well better Put in whatever you can to get that match because that's free money that you are just leaving on the table if you don't. Max contribution, we call it. Max, well, it's funny. <laughs> max contribution is a double-edged sword. Max contribution could mean, yes, what's the maximum that your company is willing to match? Mm -hmm. If it's 6%, then put 6% of your pay in there. If it's 10%, put 10% of your pay in there, right? That. That could be an investment strategy. That's where I'm like, hey, look, we are not investment yeah. advisors. Asterix. We're not wealth advisors. We're not financial advisors. And if if you have those problems, you have great problems, and now you want to sit down with a financial advisor. Most people don't even have those problems. Hmm. Most people, we're just trying to teach them how to put 6% of their pay <laughs> away to get the employer to match and to pay themselves first. Yeah. That's all we're trying to do. And we're trying to teach them something about compound interest. Because it's not about the $300 a month or the $3,600 a year. It's about $300 a month or $3,600 a year for the next 20, 30, or 40 years in watching how compound interest grows. I would ask anybody to go to this website, 
theloanofficerpodcast.com. When you go to the website on the top of the bar, it'll say for consumers, click on that box. It's gonna take you to a whole entire page. There will be a page that if you click for investment advice, it's gonna take you to investor.gov. That page right there will allow you to run a compound interest calculation. Mm. I want you to put in 300 bucks a month for the next 360 months, next 30 years, and see what type of millionaire you'd become. And then say, what if I made it $500 a month? What if I can only do $200 a month? Compound interest is amazing. And it's one of those things, the more time you give your money to work, the wealthier you become. And it's like a damn Nike swoosh mm. or a hockey stick, yeah. right? It's slow in the beginning. Those first seven to 17 years is slow moving. You get to year 27 or 37, ooh-wee. Watch how that money just compounds. That's your money working for you while you sleep. That's you getting richer by doing nothing. All because you decided early on in your life that you were going to invest in yourself by paying yourself first and by saving. Mm -hmm. All right. IRAs, back on the IRA kick. When it comes to an IRA, there's going to be a maximum amount of money that, that you can contribute to said IRA. But the purpose of an IRA is just another retirement vehicle for you to sock money away today so that you can access it later and allow that money to compound. Question for you. Yes. What pays more interest, an IRA or a 401k? Like, is that how it works? Like, it doesn't really work that way. Okay. So it's not like you're you're like, oh, do I go get a CD or no. a money market account or a savings account? No, because all of these accounts have various investment options, right? Do you want to invest in blue chip stocks? Mm. Do you want to invest in small cap? Do you want to invest in foreign exchange? Do you want to invest in bonds? And that is where when you're enrolling in a 401k, your company has a 401k administrator. They do have a financial advisor that's attached to the account. That would be your account rep. Mm -hmm. They have tools, they have resources. Like you will want to go online and based on where you are in life, you're going to want to pick what your investment strategy is, right? The sooner you are to needing the money, the less aggressive you can be, right? So if I am 57, I'm probably not investing in things that are deemed to be risky. Right, so investment classes or vehicles. If I'm 27, I'm balls out as risky as I can be because I can't touch that money for going on 35 years. Plus, you got time at to a make minimum. It, plus, you got time to make it back. Correct. Yes, but that's where, like, look, JC and Dio, we're just a couple dudes <laughs> Here, who know, know a little bit more about this stuff than most people. So we're going to talk about it, hopefully in a manner that's less boring and more entertaining. Because if we can make it entertaining, maybe I can make you want to go do it. Mm -hmm. If I can make you want to go do it, you're going to be better off because of it. Your family will be better off because of it. And we can help change the world one dude or do that at a time. Well said. So you, you wouldn't look at it that way, John. Like, okay. oh, is an IRA going to pay me better than a 401k? That's getting a little bit too convoluted. One could argue, well, yes, in an IRA, you have a vast greater selection than a 401k. But you don't know what 401k platform it right. is. So you can't, is it, is it mass mutual or is it Transamerica? Cause maybe Transamerica has a better product selection than mass mutual. And none of us get to pick our 401k provider. Our employer does right. typically our VP of HR and or our CFO. Those are the people who are making mm. those decisions or the business owner on behalf of all the associates. But an IRA is a way for somebody to put more money aside. And there's two different types. There's a Roth IRA and there's a traditional IRA. 
Please know the Roth IRA is the best IRA, period, end of story. Your money grows tax-free and you withdraw it tax-free. Like a, a 401k, yes, you're not being taxed on the money today. And yes, you're not paying taxes as the money grows, but you will pay taxes when you withdraw it. Mm. A Roth IRA, the benefit of a Roth is that it is growing tax-free and you won't pay taxes when you withdraw that money. So why would someone choose an IRA that is not Roth? Well, Roth IRAs are specifically designed for people that are middle income or below, mm. right? So if you make too much money, you might not be able to invest in a Roth IRA. Okay. However, in our great country, they do have what is called a backdoor Roth IRA conversion. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you want to geek out God. and you want to work the system, the, yeah. the, hey, the system is there to be worked. And until our Congress people pass the next tax legislation, at which point they may or may not take away the Roth backdoor conversion, you actually, if you earn too much money, and I know this because I do it, right? I know mm -hmm. I've been doing it for almost a decade now where we put in the maximum you can put into a Roth IRA, which I believe financial people don't kill me for this. I believe it's $6,500 a year per person. So my wife, I can put away 6,500 myself. I can put away 6,500. That money goes into a traditional IRA. Now that money was taken out of my, my post-tax money. So it wasn't like a 401k where it was pre-tax money it was post-tax, but the day the money goes into the account, I sign a document. Shout out to Mike Sue over at Northwestern Mutual because he taught this to me. And he's the one who represents me in this particular investment account. And then that day we convert it or roll it into a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. So fortunately for my wife and I combined, we earn too much to qualify for a Roth IRA. Fortunately for me and my wife, I'm well connected. I, I make a point to network in my community and I know quite a few financial advisors. One of them taught me this trick. Mm. I now then use to exploit it. And then if you can't do the backdoor Roth conversion or you can't do a, 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 a Roth, you do have a traditional IRA. And there are benefits to a traditional IRA where again, you can pay yourself first. You can have the money auto drafted or auto deposited right into that account. Mm -hmm. You can set up before savings and that money in the IRA will have some tax benefits as it pertains to its growth. What you have to understand though, is this is all money that you're setting aside that you don't have access to until your retirement age, which is currently 62 and a half. Now there are some carve outs that maybe you can access the money when you're 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. By the way, am I saying 62 and a half? I think you did. I meant 59 and a half. Right. 62 and a half is for a lot of people for Social Security. Right. 59 and a half is for IRA and, and for 401k. But even that's going to be a sliding scale because like there's a carve out to get the money earlier. And as we get older, right, if you're a millennial listening to this, by the time you all get into your 50s, they may move the target on you. What? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the world according to us as we know it today. Right. So these are things that may change. The purpose of today's episode, to, to circle back from 20, 20, 30 minutes ago, is I just want to teach what a 401k is, that there are things called a Roth IRA. There's also things called a traditional IRA. These are all vehicles for us to save money, some of it pre-tax, some of it's going to grow tax-free, some of it's going to allow me to, to with, with withdraw money when I need it without paying taxes, i.e. Roth IRA, mm -hmm. or I can borrow money against it for a home purchase, i.e. 401k. You need to know what they are so that you can start participating, right? This is being invited to the room where it happens. This is being invited 
to the adult table at Thanksgiving. And then once you can start learning and practicing, it'll start opening your eyes up to more opportunities that that spark for the thirst of knowledge, that spark will be lit, that now you want to learn more, now you want to do more. And doing all of this is how millionaires are made. This is how millionaires are made. Teachers, cops, firefighters, engineers, that all become millionaires. Why? Because they start saving and investing at 22. They work for the same company for 40 years, putting away 6% of their pay. Boring as shit, by the way. But you know what they are? Boring as shit with a lot of money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Right? They're not talking about crypto, Bitcoin. They're not talking about meme stocks. They're not talking about penny stocks. They're not talking about this investment account versus that investment account. One foot in front of the other. Methodic. Just slow and methodic and let your money work for you. This is the best way. You should do this as soon as you have put six months of your lifestyle in reserve. That's first and foremost. That's financial basics 101. You Mm -hmm. must have six months reserve. And you must not be using credit cards as a way to substantiate your lifestyle. Meaning if you use a credit card, cool. Get your Marriott points. Get your Delta points. Get your cash back from Discover card. Yeah. But you got to pay that shit off monthly. Right? You you're still following a budget as you use a credit card. When and if life throws you a curveball, that's when you go to that six month reserve. And you're paying yourself first by investing in your company's 401k if they offer it, especially if it has a match. Looking into things like a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or even what in the hell is this thing Dio talked about as a backdoor Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. This is how billionaires are made, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I have it's a, understanding these basics. I have a question for you. What if someone's tuned in and they hear this, but they haven't invested in a 401k, but they have just been saving money? Just I got a lot of money just in cash in my savings account. So if you have a lot of money in your cash, I mean, obviously the first thing you can do is go and fund an IRA, mm-hmm. right? Take six grand of it or seven grand, wherever the current max is, and open it up and you can fund it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like you don't need to have anything more than six months of your lifestyle in reserves. The rest of the money needs to go into some kind of an intermediate account, right? Whether you drop it into like a Vanguard or a BlackRock mutual fund or ETF, that's a pretty low cost, easy barrier of entry to put money into an account that is already well diversified amongst various stocks, indexes, Mm -hmm. bonds, et cetera. Or... If you have a lot, a lot, a lot of money, you need to sit down with, with a true financial advisor. And to me, a lot, a lot, a lot of money is if you have over a quarter million dollars liquid. Cash. And by liquid, I'm not counting your gold chains. I'm not co- counting your watches. I'm not counting your TVs and your furniture. I'm not even counting your home's equity. I'm talking about you have $250,000 of investable assets. It's at that point you need a financial advisor. You, you need a wealth advisor because there's certain things you can you, you can or should be doing to minimize your tax liability, to protect your assets against lawsuit, to make sure that when you pass on that your money is distributed the way that you want it distributed to your to your kinfolk, to your heirs. Mm-hmm. But until you have that, which by the way, very few do, very few do. That's why I believe, and this show is called The Loan Officer Podcast, because I do believe a mortgage loan originator for most people is the first and sometimes only 
quote unquote financial professional mm -hmm. that they'll ever have access to or be exposed to. And if you're a really good mortgage loan originator, you can talk the way that we're talking on this show. You can give advice the way that we're giving advice on this show while also like throwing out there, hey, by the way, I'm not a licensed professional, but I do know more than the average bear, mm -hmm. right? Like I like to joke. I'm not a financial advisor, but I do play, play one on YouTube. Right. You know, it's yes. 20 years <clears throat> dedicating my career to helping individuals become homeowners and also myself being a practitioner. I've learned some things along the way that most people just aren't exposed to. This is everything you should have learned in high school, but didn't because it wasn't taught. And I'm just fortunate enough that I've been exposed to it. So I have a 401k. I have an IRA. I've done the backdoor Roth conversion. I have worked at a company where I had an IRA and I had to roll it over into, uh, I'm sorry, I had a 401k to roll into to an IRA. I had to consolidate an IRA back into a 401k so I could do my Roth conversion. I have had to look into borrowing against my 401k to make a home purchase, right? So these are all things I've lived as a human, but I've also helped advise home buyers who have all of these things. And I've picked some things up along the way. And I have an extensive, ex expansive or extensive. Mm -hmm. If you combine those words, you end up with extensive. But I was trying to say expansive and extensive network where inside of the network, six people that I'm pretty close to are all financial advisors. Like one of them is two of them are, are, are like what I would consider my best friends. So I'm a little bit more fortunate than others, mm -hmm. a little bit more privileged because of, of who I've been able to network with over the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing this to you via our podcast. Nice. Yeah. And I hope people learned like I, the, the purpose of this show, just like most of our shows. Hmm. Yeah. Make you say, Hmm, that's it. If we can make you say, Hmm, slow down a little bit, yep. make you want to dig a little deeper, make you want to have a, a more intimate conversation with someone who who may be a true professional in that field. Yep. That we did our job. Yep. This is shit they don't teach in high school. No. Nope. But they should. But they should. So, John, I appreciate you sitting through this. I know it was somewhat mind-numbing for I, some people. For some people. Right. Others, man, I hope this tickled their fancy. I hope they're super excited to get out there and slowly, boringly, methodically become yeah. the next millionaire and more than likely the first millionaire that they know. How cool is that? Hey, I don't know any millionaires, therefore um, I became one. There you go. I got tired of not knowing any millionaires, so gosh darn it, I became one. Mm -hmm. How did I become one? Boring as shit, methodical as shit. Yep. I put one foot, for, one foot in front of the other and I didn't quit. Yep. That's how it's done. Also, you want me to, my, my closing shots? Yes. When you're planning for retirement, make sure you plan to also stay in shape because you can't enjoy your money when you're 58 and can't walk and have bad knees and you're overweight. So that's just what I'll say about that. And on that note, which, by the way, is very true. I'm serious. I yeah, see so it, many retired people. They're like 60, 70. I finally made it. They're miserable because they stayed at a job too long. Their health is not in good shape. But, hey, I can travel. But when they travel, they have a hard time getting around the cruise ship. I've seen it all too many times. So If I have to travel and the person in the airport has to roll me onto the plane. Bro, because, it's not worth it. No. Stay home. Yes. So there we go, John. Maybe that's our next ep episode. How not to squander your retirement with bad health. Wow. That's. Hey, now we're for, okay, I like that. All right. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for taking the time to, to tune in to this show. If you like what we're doing, especially if this is your first time, please know 
we're not only just on YouTube, if that's where you're watching us, mm -hmm. we're also on Spotify, we're also on Apple, so you can take us on the road in your car and tune in to anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We have yep. a website that I shouted out earlier. It is theloanofficerpodcast.com. It has a tremendous amount of links, resources, training content, additional content, Check it, check us, check that out. <laughs> and then let us know what you think. Drop us comments on YouTube. Hit yeah. us up on LinkedIn. My first name is Dustin. My last name is Owen. That is the best way to reach me. You can reach us via Instagram. Yeah. We are at the Loan Officer Podcast. You're, if you want to find John don't Coleman. Don't Google me. Don't. Just Google John Coleman. Best of luck. It's one of the most <laughs> common names in North America. Right. But on that note, John. He's John Coleman. I'm, I'm Dustin, Dustin Owen. Owen and, and that's, that's all the time, time we have for you today. today. Peace.